sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here on this Monday morning. Uh, We are going to focus today on sports and the world of betting by talking about the results and headlines from the past number of days before diving into today's slate of plays. Now, we haven't had a show in a number of days because I've been sick uh, luckily, no COVID on my end, but I do have the flu. It did kick my ass over the last couple of days here. Uh, so I am excited, though, to be back to start talking more about the betting space. We were posting plays over on our social media accounts at HedgePod, uh, and it was a, a fairly eventful weekend. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. But we're going to start out by talking about our sponsor for today, which is Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, and Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. Their mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at sign up to get started, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so, and it is available to persons in Ontario only. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, please contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So let's recap the weekend that was of plays. Um, so we started out with a pretty bad soccer weekend overall, uh, two, four and one overall for our bets on the weekend. Um, Man United, our team, they they drew Chelsea one to one. They really deserved more points from that game. Um, watched it from start to finish. Felt like first half they uh, they completely dominated play. They just didn't take their chances. Anthony had a really great opportunity there, but they were able to snag a late draw with a Casemiro header after a penalty was given up by McTominay. Now Liverpool they lost to Nottingham. That was a very surprising result. Tottenham also fell to Newcastle, and then Arsenal and Manchester City both continued to roll through the league. So they had a great weekend. Now, NHL-wise, we were 5-4 and four on the weekend overall. Uh, nothing really of note to point out, besides the fact that uh, my Red Wings, they've let yet to lose in regulation, so they've taken eight points from their first five games overall. Uh, a few teams have gotten out to hot starts. Boston, they're 5-1. and one. Sabres are 4-1, and one, and then Pittsburgh and Dallas, they're both 4-0-1. So a lot of good starts to the year for some teams. And then the team that hasn't had a great start is the Vancouver Canucks because they seem to blow every lead that they get. 
They are the last winless team in the league. And then you've got teams like San Jose who have lost six of their first seven games. There are some teams that are clearly tanking for Connor Bedard. And being that we live here in Regina, we'll get to see him play a lot for the Regina Pats this year. College football-wise, it was a 3-3 three and three weekend for us. Uh, and so some of the noteworthy results from the weekend, Clemson, they survived Syracuse 27-21. to 21. You had Oklahoma State knocked off Texas 41-34. to 34. Ohio State continued to roll. They put up 54 on a good Iowa defense. Ole Miss, they fell to LSU 45-20. to 20. That was one of the plays that we lost. Really felt like Ole Miss would get the win, and then they got blown out. Then you had Oregon. They took care of UCLA 45-30. to 30. Alabama handled Mississippi State 30-6. to 6. And then the surprising result of the weekend was probably that TCU came back to beat Kansas State 38-28. to 28. They have a lot of noteworthy wins now, and they're going to be very high in the college football rankings. Now, NBA-wise, it was a 4-3 and three weekend for us betting-wise. And there's quite a few teams that have gotten out to good starts, like Boston and Milwaukee in the East, as well as the Wizards. They're all undefeated to start the year. And then you have Philadelphia and Orlando. They are both winless in the East. Now, Orlando, that's not very surprising. We didn't expect them to be a good team this year. Uh, but Philadelphia, with James Harden and Joel Embiid there, it is a bit of a shock to see them uh, winless, especially since they did play the Spurs and just lost to them. But they did have a couple of tight losses prior to that to Milwaukee. Uh, and to Boston so not too concerned about Philadelphia yet but obviously as you start to rack up losses in a tight Eastern Conference I'll point out this year in the NBA it's going to be a very close one and then you've got teams like Utah uh, the Pelicans as well and Portland they're all undefeated to open up the season the Clippers were until last night which unless I'm mistaken they did lose last night it was a bit of a later game so as soon as I saw that they were down 20, I went to bed. Probably should have checked this before we went live. But yes, they did end up falling to the Suns. And then winless teams, you've got the Rockets, which should be no surprise. And then you've got the LA Lakers, who are still winless as well. Um, outside of Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Russ, this might be the worst roster of all time. And I'm not even kidding because they've got Matt Ryan playing for them and no it's not the Colts quarterback it is indeed an NBA player named Matt Ryan uh Austin Reeves Juan Toscano Anderson you got Lonnie Walker who he I will give him some credit he's played well as a starter and then Patrick Beverly has not been great either so this is a terrible Lakers team I think from a betting perspective stay away and that's coming from a Lakers fan because any given night yes LeBron and AD could be brilliant and go and get the win but a lot of the time they're not going to get a lot of help, so they're going to be a tough one to bet on this season. I think Vegas will start to adjust as well. I was shocked to see that they were even favored at home yesterday against Portland, and then they ended up losing that one outright. Now, <clears throat> NFL-wise, to cap things off before we get into Monday's slate, the Titans, they continue to own the Indianapolis Colts. That's on us for missing that one. The Giants, they picked up a comeback win, 23-17, to once again over Jacksonville. Carolina with the upset of the day, 21-3 to over Tampa Bay. Tom has not looked great with that team, and they are going to struggle moving forward, as are the Green Bay Packers as they lost to the Washington Commanders, 23-21. to It's actually shown that early lines for next week, Aaron Rodgers is a double-digit underdog for the first time in his career as they take on the Buffalo Bills. Then you've got Dallas. They handled 
Detroit 24 to six wasn't a pretty result, but Dak's first game back from injury, they did just all right. Cincy, they uh, handle business against Atlanta 35 to 17. Baltimore squeaked out a win over Cleveland 23 to 20. You had the Jets won 16 to nine versus Denver. That was a very tough game to watch. Then you had Vegas. They handled Houston 38 to 20. Shout out to friend of the show, Ernest Silva. He was in attendance for that one, although he was telling me that Houston Moneyline was the play. It clearly was not as the Raiders win by 18. Then you had Seattle handled the Chargers 37 to 23, and Kansas City won 44 to 23 on the road. And then the Sunday nighter, it was 16 to 10. The Miami Dolphins go on to win. Unfortunately, we even bought a full point to get to six and a half. Clearly needed to buy two points if you were going to take the Miami spread yesterday. So a tough result there. So with that, let's dive into Monday's slate of games because there's still a lot of them on the docket for today. And we want to make sure that we get into those betting plays. Yes, we could go through for a half hour recapping all of our betting plays that we've had since we last had a show, but we're going to get right into our show now with, let's start in the NFL because we do have a Monday night football matchup. I don't know if it's one that you necessarily want to tune into. It's a pretty dull game, I think. And a lot of people would agree with that assessment because you got the Chicago bears taken on the new England Patriots on Monday night football. Now, last I looked the over underline on this one was at 40 and a half. Now that, a couple days prior, I think it was closer to 38, and a big reason for that was they weren't sure about the health of Justin Fields. Now, it looks like he's been cleared and he's going to be all good to go tonight. It's not even necessarily that he's great, but if he didn't play, I think their backup is Trevor Simeon, so really not a great spot if you're Chicago. But Mac Jones, it also looks like, is going to be back for the Patriots tonight. He's supposed to start for this New England team. I don't know if that's even necessarily the best thing for them or not, because I'm honestly not sure who's the better quarterback out of Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, because Zappi's won some games. He hasn't looked great in doing so, but Mac Jones didn't look great necessarily either. So a couple things to note, Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, they're both questionable tonight as well. So if neither of those guys go, it's a couple less weapons for this New England team, but Overall, going to be a relatively lower scoring game, I think, on Monday Night Football between the Bears and Pats. Now, EPL, this is going to be an afternoon game around 1 o'clock my time. Is West Ham there, minus 172 versus Bournemouth at plus 500. Both teams come into this game after losing their game prior. You've got West Ham. They sit 17th in the standings. But they put up a great fight against Liverpool despite the 1-0 loss. While Bournemouth, they're in 13th, and they're coming off a pretty gross result. They lost to Southampton at home. That's one that they really should have had. But these are a couple of low-scoring teams, so this is a pretty tough game to judge. We will have it in our betting card in a few minutes, but overall, it's tough to take the money line. Minus 172 is really juiced, and Bournemouth, but before that loss, they hadn't lost a game in quite a a few games, so uh, they are coming in playing relatively good football now. NHL-wise, it looks like Washington and New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey is minus 125 tonight for that game, and it does appear that you're going to get Darcy Kemper, who's 3-2 and two on the year, taken on Blackwood, who's 3-1. and one. Now, Dallas, they're minus 115 tonight against Ottawa. It looks like you're going to have Jake Ottinger going, who is undefeated on the year, taking on 
Anson Forsberg, who is three and two. This is a really tough one. I actually kind of like Ottawa at home tonight. I stayed away from this game overall, but I do think that uh, Ottawa, that you can get it pretty much even money right now for a home team uh, early in the season. I, I like Ottawa's chances tonight. Now, Pittsburgh, they are taking on Edmonton, and Edmonton is minus 125. It looks like Jerry's going to be going for Pittsburgh, and he's undefeated on the year, taking on Jack Campbell, who is 500 on the season. So the the interesting thing about tonight is that all the lines tonight are six and a half. You don't get any of those six or even five and a half lines. So if you are going to be betting over-unders, it is going to be a bit tougher tonight. You're going to need to decipher which of these games are going to be those shootouts and which ones are going to finish three to one. Now, St. Louis, they're minus 120 taken on Winnipeg. Um, looks like Jordan Bennington is a go for St. Louis tonight. He's a projected guy who's 3-0 on the year, taking on uh, Connor Hellebuck, who is 2-2. Two two. Now, Toronto, they're minus 115 tonight, taking on Vegas. Samsonov is in net, and he's undefeated at 4-0 to start the season. And Vegas has Logan Thompson going, who's 500 on the year. And then Carolina, minus 145, taking on those winless Vancouver Canucks. Looks like Freddie Anderson's going in net. He's 2-1 on the year, taking on Thatcher Demko, who is 0-4-1, looking to pick up that first elusive victory this season. Now, uh, NBA-wise, we got Indiana taking on Philadelphia. Philadelphia are minus 12 now. They're minus 11.5 yesterday. The over-under line has gone from 226.5 all the way up to 228. But the the winless Sixers getting double-digit juice here, that's quite surprising to me, honestly. The Pacers are one and two. They've got one of the rookie of the year candidates right now in Benedict Matherin, who's looked really good out of the gate, as has Tyrese Halliburton. So very tough to judge that game. I think it's a stay away game because as much as I'd love to take the points with Indiana, Philly could definitely come out and they have the juice to go and win by 20. Now, Toronto, they're taking on Miami tonight. Miami is minus four. The over-under line is at 217 right now. Now, Pascal Siakam, he's gotten out to a great start for the Raptors. He's averaging 27, 7, and 10. But the team overall, they're just 1 and 2 to start the year, as is this Miami side that they're taking on. And they need Bam Adebayo to play much better because he has not been great out of the gate for the Miami Heat. Now, Orlando, they're taking on New York tonight. The Knicks, minus 7.5. Pretty surprising to see that kind of juice for what I would deem is a pretty subpar Knicks side, but nonetheless, they get that kind of juice tonight. 218.5 is where the over-under line is. Now, Paolo Banchero, he was the number one pick, and he's also the rookie of the year favorite right now. He's looked great out of the gate, despite the fact that Orlando are winless. And then the Knicks, they're one and one, but as great as Jalen Brunson's looked and Julius Randle, they really need uh, RJ Barrett to step up and be much better because he has not been great out of the gate for this New York team. Then you got Utah and Houston. Houston, they are minus one tonight. Um, <laughs> it's pretty surprising that Utah are undefeated, honestly, uh, but they're playing great team basketball right now. You can definitely tell by watching them. And they're taking on a winless Rocket side at 0-3. But Jalen Green's looked really good out of the gate, as has Alprin Sangoon, another one of their rookies from a year ago. So the rebuild is on in Houston, and it looks promising moving forward. They also extended Kevin Porter Jr. just a few days ago as well. So uh, this is an entertaining Houston side, to say the least. I think anytime they're on league pass, you're going to want to tune into that. Now, San Antonio, they take on Minnesota tonight. Minnesota, they were minus 9.5. It's dropped to minus 9. The over-underline here is 
230 and a half. And, you know, the Spurs, <laughs> if they're trying to tank for Victor Wembanyama, they're not doing a very good job of it because they're two and one to start the season with wins over Philadelphia already was big for them. So they're not doing a great job down there in Spurs country, but they're taking on a one and one Minnesota side where all the talk was about the bigs heading into the season, but it's been D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards through two games that have been their best players. So we'll see uh, if they can continue with that or Gobert or Towns are going to step up as well. You got Boston. They are minus five tonight, taking on Chicago. Uh, this over underline has moved a point and a half up to 224. Uh, this is an undefeated Celtics team, and Jason Tatum, he's really putting himself in the MVP conversation early in the season. I don't know if he's going to be a guy that goes on and wins it outright, but it's tough not to love the guy when he's ha already had a 40-point game, and he's looked very impressive doing so. They're taking on a Chicago team where DeMar DeRozan, he's been great out of the gate, but uh, Zach Levine, he's played just one game for this Chicago team, so if they want to have a chance at, at not only the playoffs, but being out of that play-in game, potentially, they need him to get healthy because DeMar can't do it all on his own. And with Lonzo Ball out of the lineup as well, they may struggle without him. And then you got Brooklyn taking on Memphis tonight. Memphis are minus one and a half, taking on Brooklyn. The over-under line is 228 and a half. Um, on the Memphis side of things, they've played well, but Desmond Bain hasn't, and he was a guy that I think some people pointed to as the potential second all-star in Memphis. They have no Jaron Jackson Jr. right now, so he needs to start shooting the ball more efficiently. Um, all three games, he's been below 50% shooting, so this is a good opportunity tonight for him to do so against not a great uh, Brooklyn defense because it looks like Simmons will probably take the jaw assignment leaving him to have a bit of an easier matchup. But Brooklyn, they're one and one. Ben Simmons, he's got a five, six, and seven stat line out of the gate. So as great as he's been defensively and, and distributing the ball, he maybe needs to give a little bit more on the point side if this Brooklyn team is going to be dangerous in the Eastern Conference. But with that being said, those are all the games today that we're keeping an eye on. No, we're not going to Spanish soccer or Italian. There are a couple games on the slate there but not any teams that we love. So we're going to head over now and talk about our hedge plays of the day. We've got six betting plays that we really love on today's slate that we're going to be playing and that we want you to play along with us. Head over to Bet99 and use Coach Shooters at signup to do so. The first game we are looking at is West Ham versus Bournemouth, and we are taking the under two and a half goals at minus 123. I said it earlier, these are two teams that do not score a lot of goals. They're actually in the bottom half of the EPL as far as goals per game. Neither one scores over a goal per game. And so in four of the last five games for West Ham, they went under two and a half. And in three of the last five, Bournemouth has done the same. Typically when they have gone over, it's because the other team has scored goals. Now, West Ham did have one game where they blew up for three goals, but a couple fortunate ones there to say the least. So this just feels like a spot on the Monday. I hate the Monday game in the EPL. Uh, I think it's going to be a difficult spot for them. And so I think we could see a one to nil or one to one finish here. And so I like the under two and a half goals at minus 123. All signs point to not many goals in this game. Second game that we're going to is the Sh Chicago Monday Nighter against New England. And we're going to take the plus eight against New England. And I'm going to be frank. I just think that we're overvaluing New England right now. Uh, yes, they, they kept it close with Green Bay. They, they blew out Detroit. They blew out Cleveland. They won a tight one with Pittsburgh. 
none of those teams have been overly impressive. And so I think the Patriots are okay, but do they really deserve more than a full TD juice because they beat some bad teams? I don't know if they do. And I'm not saying that they're going to go out and lose this game on Monday night football, but new England does come into this game with a lot more injuries. I think it could be close. I'm not saying that they're going to lose, but I think the bears can keep it within one score. The key to victory for Chicago tonight, they got to pound the rock effectively on the ground with David Montgomery, with Khalil Herbert, not just because my fantasy teams need it, but because this New England team loves to do the same with Ramondre Stevenson. It looks like Damian Harris will be back as well. So if they're looking to run the football effectively, Chicago needs to beat them at their own game tonight. And I think they have the ability to do so and cover the plus eight. Now, Houston, they're minus one tonight versus Utah in the NBA. And that's where we're heading next because Look, I love team ball as much as the next guy, but I think that the Jazz, their run of play is going to come to an end tonight. Um, and in the same breath, Houston's finally going to pick up that first victory. Now, what they do have an advantage in is that they are not the team that's playing on the back-to-back. That's the Utah Jazz. And so even if you're a team that plays fairly balanced minutes like Utah will, I think early in the season, it's a tough spot to go on the road and win on a back-to-back. And so I'm going to take Houston tonight. Yes, they're winless, taking on an undefeated team. But I think there's a reason why they're minus one. A lot of people are going to be on the Jazz side tonight because they're undefeated. So I'm going to play the opposite. Take Houston tonight at minus one. I'm also going to play Toronto Raptors plus four tonight versus the Miami Heat. It was at three and a half, but it has now moved to four. And I love that number a lot more for this Raptors team. Now, if you've been listening to the show, you know that I'm not even a big Raptors guy because I had them on the under 46 and a half win total for this season. But Miami nearly ruined things a couple days ago. They didn't cover three and a half when they had the chance to. And that was them having a big lead heading into the fourth quarter. Then and then the Raptors chipped away. And this is going to be a tough Raptors team to play all season long because of their size and length. Uh, They can match up with you very well, and they match up with Miami very well, quite frankly. I wanted to take the Toronto money line. I just think it's safer to go and take the the points here just in case you get a little bit of a late meltdown maybe on the Toronto side. So I'm going to play the plus four at minus 110 tonight. Now, NHL-wise, I'm going to go over and play the St. Louis Blues versus Winnipeg, and I'm going to play the under six and a half tonight at minus 115. This is a pretty basic answer. I just really like the two goalies a lot. I think Bennington, he's a former cup winner, and Connor Hellebuck, just a couple years ago, we were talking about him as being one of the best goalies in the league, and so neither team really scares me from an offensive standpoint. This is a game that I see at the very worst as 4-2 to two because you maybe get an empty netter, but I think it's more likely a 3-2 to two final tonight. Uh, maybe a team goes out and blows out the other one 4-1 to one or something, but I just don't see them getting past that 6.5 goal mark tonight. And then the final play for tonight, this is the one that I I love the most, and it's the one that I probably shouldn't. It's the Vancouver Canucks money line versus Carolina at plus 115. Vancouver have led in every game so, so far this season, and they're still winless. They keep blowing leads, but I think at a certain point, things are going to come together for this Vancouver team. They're finally going to get a team on an off night, and I think this is a great opportunity to do so because Carolina, it's a cross-country trip for them but they've also been on a bit of a lengthy road trip to start and they haven't been overly impressive either. Let's not get it twisted. They played Columbus, San Jose and Seattle. Those are their wins. And then in their only other tests, they lost to Edmonton and lost to Calgary. So 
I think they're going to make it three for three, losing to Canadian sides tonight. Third straight loss for them. And so I'm going to take the Vancouver Canucks money line tonight at plus 115. I think the value is there. And so we really love this play. But thank you all, everyone, for tuning into the show today. Uh, before we do hop off here, we do want to send out a big congratulations to friend of the show. He's been on the show a couple times as well, Tyson Cole from over at Spit and Picklets. He puts out some great plays, but he is in Mexico right now and he got engaged over the weekend. And so wanted to give a big shout out to him. Uh, super excited for him and his fiance. And so that's a great way to cap off the show on a Monday. Feel good Monday. Feel good vibes heading into the day for betting plays. Uh, if we do decide to put out any player props as well, that's why you need to go follow us on our social platforms at HedgePod, as you'll see that we may have some NBA or NHL player props over there as well. So appreciate everyone who tuned in today's show, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.